Hey everyone, welcome back to the Digital Church Toolkit podcast. Uh, this is one of our journey episodes. Every single week, me and Josh ask ourselves five questions uh, as a way of documenting our journey, the highs and lows of building a business, serving churches, helping ministries, living our lives. And so uh, our five questions every single week are, What's the challenge of the week? What's the success of the week? What are we reading? What are we listening to? And what have we learned? Uh, not always in that same order. And uh, Josh is with me. How are you doing, Josh? Doing great. Feeling phenomenal. Feeling 30. Feeling 30. It is Monday morning. So we're going to talk about last week. But there's one big thing from last week. What was it, Josh? <sighs> Thursday. Thursday at midnight, as in midnight on Wednesday, one minute after midnight, Thursday, <laughs> I turned 30. Come on. Were you born one minute 30. after midnight? No, I think I was, my mum, there was a question, she, she said that, I was born on a Tuesday, and I think it was in the afternoon, but I don't know exactly. You can't quite just, remember. I can't quite remember, but basically like from, from the second the second the second hand goes after after midnight, I'm like, it's the birthday. Let's make most of this. Well, so talking about parents who can't remember things, I am the oldest of four, and my mum could not tell you any of our birthdays. Oh wow! Like she could probably get the year, and she could probably get the month. Wow! But dates, she knows they're coming up. Like she's she's never forgotten them. But if you ask her, she doesn't know. And. I'm the oldest. So deep down, I would hope that she remembers mine because I was the first, but everyone else felt unimportant. But to be honest, she can't even remember mine because it was all... Yeah. well, my, regardless of what the birthday is, like my mum remembers that like, they're around, every, like for example, they were around at like 7.30 in the morning with that, like, with, like helium-filled man. balloons, cards, like gifts and stuff. They I mean, they do live down the so, road, but that is still commitment. That's right. They live literally two minutes around the corner. But um, it's like that every year, whether it's a Skype from oh, a different wow. country, it's like they cool. remember like on the dot. She's posted about it. She's got the she's got the old photo album out, the wow. dates and the times and everything. So she loves it. It's an it's an event, but yeah, a, that was a milestone. That was a milestone, milestone week, man. Yeah, milestone week. So thirty years old. Yeah, and here we are, Monday morning. Monday morning. Well, Monday afternoon. Well, Monday. Yeah, you're right. It's Monday not. Afternoon. It's not Monday morning. Yeah. yeah. Here where we are in our time zone, but in our time zone, it is. it's morning somewhere <laughs> in the world. It definitely is. So last week. Uh, do we start with the success or the challenge? I can't I remember. Think we usually start with the success. Okay, let's start on the high. So what was the success of last week? And I don't think you can have, I turned 30. I don't think Yeah, that. I mean, I feel like that was the big one, you know? <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, based on like how my like childhood was and just the risks I took, I'm like, wow, <laughs> to make it to 30, I'm like, that is a massive success. But uh, So what some people don't know is like, Finn, who we interviewed a few weeks ago, is actually basically a childhood friend of yours, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. So maybe we should get Finn back on and we yeah. can do like the Tales of Josh as a Child episode and oh, we wow. just tell about wild sort of things. Oh, wow, that, that, there are some seriously There's wild probably a few stories. other people we could pull into that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think honestly, and you'll probably hear them all merge into every other question this week, but uh, I think one of the biggest successes, we had a a client we're working with and it's an exciting one because we're getting to do it across um you know some conferences and events and it involves uh setting up uh, tracking pixels online oh, yeah. capturing data and making sure we, we, we can accurately track return of ad spend and things like that which is 
which is great. And to be able to do it on a larger scale is just excellent because, you know, you you have uh, there's just more funds to make a, a larger impact and gather more. I data think there's also you can experiment more. So because we've got right. like a lot of money to, you know, this client have 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 put aside a lot of their kind of marketing budget on Facebook ads, which means yes. that we have a lot of money to play with. Whilst normally it's just part of someone's marketing. So, you know, they've yeah. got less money to play with. Whilst this one, like we've got a lot and we can experiment on lots of things and try some things out and, and do yeah. a lot of learning that, that, yeah. And ultimately like for them, it's going to mean that their ads are better. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. And it's, I think, I think especially when it comes to ads, it's, you know, as we're doing it, and if you, you know, if we're working with organisations or an event that's on like a very small budget, it's they almost want you to hit it out of the park. For I mean, you basically cannot not. You have to try and hit it out of the park first time because there isn't the budget to do a test just to see how it's going to respond. You know, you want to you want to you want to put money out there and put ads out there and testing to see is the specific audience going to respond to this type of image, video, messaging, yeah. and if there's not a budget to be able to to split that a few times because you're just like we've got this amount it's like that really needs to go all on the ad you've got to try and nail it first time which is a we're pretty good at i mean we do nail it first at. time most of the <laughs> yeah. time so we don't want to tell all our clients that we don't no. nail it we do nail it but this means we get to nail it even more yeah this this just means you can go so detailed into yeah. the, the actual targeting and what you know we can we can we can for example, when we're creating the, the audience, you, you know, you can break it down into country, you can break it down into age ranges within yeah, that. Yeah. It's just the levels you can go into and then be like, okay, we're not, we're, we're going to kill off this specific ad just because it's not as performing as well as this one. And then we'll put all the money into this one. So it just gives you, when you're working on like an event like that, I think it just gives you like real, it's just, it's, it's exciting. It's just yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. And I think what I also like about it is, They've got a lot of data available or GDPR yeah. compliant. I actually yeah. know the guy that did their GDPR training I found out the other day. Oh, great. Uh, he, but um, all GDPR compliant, which means that we've got all this data that we get to really use to make those ads really good. Uh, yeah. Not really good, but like really, yeah, really effective. And I think that's yeah. um, with the money and with the data, um, it's kind of it's kind of leading to quite an exciting project. So I'm sure they'll hear us talk about this a lot in the next nine months. Because um, I think so. Yeah, this is a, this is a, it's a it's long a nine ongoing project. project. It's a long project. So, um, yeah. so I think ultimately get, getting that set up. Um, you know, we are like we as in Digital Church Toolkit. You and I, Peter, like are very are very comfortable in 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 social media marketing. Like that's yeah. what we've we've done for many years, um, and that's like that's what we base a lot of our uh, right, from. Us, but we're not nerds. But we're not nerds. Well, yeah. Josh is a little bit. <laughs> um and one thing that i feel has been a success in within all this which has been you know probably the challenge as well and also what i've been reading is about specifically google analytics and the yeah, google yeah. tracking because this specific client we want to do it it's predominantly a social campaign so, so, we're using so social- let's, i'll give some context yeah without revealing too much so they they were they were a big church in the uk and they run multiple events of the year and they have a flagship event and we are running the facebook ads for their flagship conference and they they want to know exactly how many tickets we've sold and exactly how much money they're going to get back on ticket sales based on how much they um they they're spending on ads 
the other layer to that is that they've already got the tickets in play. So we can't say use this particular ticket platform and we know we can do, we can track everything you need to track on that yeah. ad pla- on that, on this ticket platform. Their ads have been sold for probably three, four, five months now. So they can't just switch to a new platform. So yeah. um, it's, we've basically had to go in maybe halfway through the ticket selling process and work out a way to track the ticket sales on this particular platform um, and so that that's this kind of means we've had to do, and we're not, you know, and I made the joke about not being nerds, you know, that tracking stuff, like we're creatives, we know how to run ads with digital marketers. We're not necessarily like developers and kind of uh, data um, analysts or. Yeah, we're not data analysts. Like we're not, we're not, we're not, this. we know about paid ads, but. Yeah, we're pretty good at it, but we're not. When it comes to like the back end bit of it, it's 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 just a bit of a world that I'm not like, comfortable in. I'm probably no more than most of the listeners, but you know, I'm still not. You know, I'm not as averse in it as I'd like. So we always feel a little bit of pressure, a little bit of stress yeah. um, when we're having to set all that tracking up because uh, it kind of the whole project. Hangs especially when it's it. ma- there's a lot of manual tracking. For example, a lot of it is you're working in other languages, not yeah. you know. French German, you're working in like JavaScript and HTML yeah, that has yeah, to be yeah, embedded yeah, into yeah, certain yeah, parts yeah, of the website yeah. with with dynamic parts. So it's that is a but we learn these things so that you don't have to, listener. Exactly. Uh, so I think a big success is actually getting things tracked, having yeah. URLs and uh, website domain names tracked, especially so we can we can see that live in Google. So we're doing it in Google. So we're doing that in Google, aren't we? So what we've done is we've created a, a Google link and we've put a Google link inside the Facebook ad. And then when you click on that Google link, so when you click buy ticket or learn more on the ad, that user's getting tracked and we can see what sales that user makes on Google yeah. Analytics. Or, you know, and all that information's hashed. So you, we don't know who those people yeah. are yeah. as individuals, but, but, but we can see that that's happening. So... Um, yeah. It's quite exciting, really. It's quite exciting, but we've learned how to do it now, and we'll, it means we'll do it for everyone. So that's great. Come on, yeah, yep. So that's been exciting. What about what about you for the success? The success. I, I mean, lots of ads. I mean, we're running. I think I counted the other day that we're running about. I think in the past seven days, we've run an over ten different ads for four or five different clients. So there's lots yeah. of ads going on. Um, and it feels like we're doing them pretty good. I'm pretty happy with the kind of results we're getting on all those ads, actually. So uh, there's one that that needs to a little bit of work, a little bit of playing. But apart from that, um, I'm really happy with how all of them are going. So it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Is that 10 individual ads or is that kind of... because 10 I think individual was... ads. I think we're running... Oh, we're... I'm sure... That's 10 different campaigns. So I'm talking about kind of not the A-B testing. I'm talking sure. about the kind of I was going to say, because I'm saying, I know for one of them, we're just in 17, just within one, yeah, yeah, one account, yeah, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. so 70, yeah, it depends how you count, but we're running 10 different ad campaigns within that multiple different kind of ad sets inside that. So um, lots yeah. of stuff going on, lots of yeah. numbers to keep track of. So uh, it, it feels good, you know. And yeah, I think in terms of like from a business perspective, the ads is something that I think we could probably safely say we specialize in, you know, yeah. ads for churches and ministries. You know, I don't know anybody else in the UK who special, who kind of really does ads for churches, the, you know, how on the level that we're doing it. Yeah, so, yeah. um, I, and I really like, you know, sometimes when you're doing work, yeah, sometimes we're doing some graphic design work for churches or ministry, you know, that, 
really they've got someone in house that could probably do this, yeah. but they're just yeah. disorganized or they have, I don't know, they haven't thought it through. And so they happen to get us in to sort it out for them. But with the ads, I always feel like we're giving a specialized service and we're doing yeah. a service that, that really they need and that we're very good at. And I think that's, yeah. that's a nice feeling. It feels like uh, a bit of a convergence, the sweet spot, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I think even just to say to those who are listening and thinking like, Oh, you know, Perhaps been hearing about ads, or you see the button pops up and says "boost a post," or you're whatever you're on. You're thinking like, "I've got an event coming up. Does that work for me?" <clears throat> probably, um, yeah, most probably can. I mean, I think ultimately, if you want to be able to track where you know, if you've got, a, if you want, to, if you're wanting to increase um, attendance at an event, it could be a free event, a paid event, whatever, um, and you want to accurately track, um, you know, people showing up. Um, and you know you're willing to put some some money behind it. There you can do that. You can you can you can accurately track. We have spent fifty pounds on ads, and this this many people have have clicked purchase, which has resulted in X amount of cash. Um, whether it's for you know a Christmas uh, coming up, you I'm know, just going to jump in there, Josh. You know, I'm confident that if you're kind of on staff at a church and you're listening, you're probably talking about Christmas. You probably got Christmas kind of, you're probably pretty deep into the organization of Christmas by now. You know, we're mid-October at the time of recording. And so, you know, if you're thinking about, um, if you're thinking, I want to run some ads, you know, drop us an email because we will happily jump on a 15 minute phone call with you and give you some advice. We've done that. You know, I had an email conversation with someone last week, giving them some advice about Christmas ads. We had a phone conversation back in September about it with someone. So that is something that we're giving advice on at the moment to people. Yeah. So maybe Josh, we need to do an episode on ads. I think that'd be great. And yeah, so let us know, give us a, give us a comment, drop us an email drop us an email and, and let us know if, if that would be valuable to you because yeah, yeah. Um, we get asked about it a lot. And um, I think just date, it's really important. Data is really important just for, not just for the sake of data and not for the sake of just of targeting, but for the sake of it's a person who you, who has walked through the doors of your church. If they said yes to a ticket to an event or, um, you know, just, just as a sign up. And that's a way of you contacting and connecting with them and making sure that they stay connected within the church. Yeah, and just doing Which, what um, God's given you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been the success of the week, lots and lots and lots of ads. What has been your challenge? Um, again, bouncing just straight back into that. I think it was initially this just the setting up of the tracking. Like like we yeah. said, it's you know, we we are and have done for years um social media ads specifically in the social media platforms. Like that is where we thrive. That's what, you know, building the audiences in that. So the actual Google side of things where it's, it's a slightly different setup for, you know, yeah, keywords yeah. and the analytics and, and saying the tracking side, which is more of a, a web, you know, a coding and development side, uh, the challenges being, okay, I've been trying to get that married up, the Facebook and the Google, um, and the Google, <laughs> Facebook and Google married up when the ticketing platform um, doesn't didn't make it as easy as as it as it could have if that makes sense to those you know sometimes it is it's a very there's a very quick solution to that which involves google tag manager yeah i mean and that goes on a website but this didn't that wouldn't allow that just due to ticketing system set up well just just so like the listeners know like if you run your tickets through eventbrite uh it's easy (laughs) (laughs) it's the long and short of it eventbrite makes it easy um 
and and then there's a few others we would also recommend bushfire bushfire is yeah. is 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 fairly easy it's not as easy as eventbrite but it's fairly easy but in our experience they're really the only two platforms yeah. that are being used on mass anyway and um, that allow people to kind of track direct kind of return on investment uh, in terms of how much money is getting spent on tickets but um yeah. the you know and I think what I love there, Josh, is that it was a challenge that we overcame. You know, sometimes you have a challenge in a business or in life or whatever that that is, um, you know, you don't overcome it. You know, it's yeah, still a yeah. challenge. Whilst you know, this is a challenge that we've we've smashed it. You know, we've done a great yeah. job. We're tracking. You know, today I can go on my app on my phone and I can say, "Great, we've had ten clicks and we've made them at you know a thousand pounds or or whatever." Yeah, yeah. And that is a great little piece yeah. of information oh, to great. know and. Uh, it's really good. I tell you, you might have to delete the app off my phone, though, man. Because I'll tell you this: I just sit there all week. I sat in church yesterday refreshing the ads. I'm no, like, I, that's, I was this. literally just going to say that is the. Ch- I think that is the challenge, especially the, when you're when you're when you've got the Google Analytics app and you can watch real time users. Now, this is very different because the website is is just going directly to a ticket page. But when you have a, if you have it on your like your your church website or a business yeah, website. Yeah. You can track the user. Yeah, like it, it will show yeah. you this person is in Scunthorpe. They yeah, come yeah. on this page. They've clicked yeah. on the About Us page. And yeah, you can watch yeah. the user journey. And it's like, oh, this is beautiful. Press pay, you know. <laughs> so we just freaked everyone out by just yeah, so yeah. you know, like Google Analytics <laughs> has been around about twenty years. Google yeah. Analytics is not a new thing, but yeah. Yeah, so my I had a bit of a cold last week, so that I had, I had more than a cold. I had, I was feeling pretty rough for a couple of days, so that was a little bit of a challenge. And I had a couple of things just totally disrupt my schedule. Um, mm-hmm. So this is I, this is like one of like three or four things that happened last week that disrupted my schedule. Um, but on on um, I was out three nights on the trot, so that really didn't help. So I was I was out Monday night, uh, Tuesday night, out Wednesday night, out Thursday night. Um, and got back probably about midnight, like got home at midnight all three nights, which meant, mm-hmm. you know, you got to spend some time unwinding. So that was probably the first thing. And I was ill. So, you know, I just didn't get the chance to like recover. Like I didn't get to have a couple of early nights in. I, you know, there was stuff kind of I had to go to. The other challenge was, you know, just my schedule during the day would kept getting disrupted and all like great stuff. So we, um, Friday, great example, you know, we're putting in a proposal at the moment, quite a big proposal with a partner agency so um that specialize in something else and we're kind of pitching for some work together and i am um, one of the one of the, their main kind of project managers kind of account managers is a one of my closest friends and so he drops me a text on on friday at 2 30 he says um pete can you just jump on a quick call and um and talk about the pricing please i'm like yeah mm-hmm. great no problem jump on a quick call well uh, that quick call ended uh, four and a half hours later at 7 p.m. at night. And we ended up rewriting the entire proposal. Um, wow. So, and that was great. Like, that was really important. I'm really glad we got that proposal. That It looked amazing. It sounded amazing. Like everything was written exactly how we wanted it. So it was time well spent. Like that was a great investment. But I had a job list. And I remember the moment, yeah. like he goes, should we read it from the top? And I literally look at my job list and I decide this is more important today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that meant that I worked Saturday. So I sat at my desk from about 10 in the morning to about five o'clock on Saturday, kind of re- getting everything done that I hadn't got done the day before, you know, but it's uh, just one of those things, you know, you, yeah. you, 
you have to go the ebbs and the flows. I believe in in saying no and setting boundaries and setting a schedule. I'm a firm believer in that. But I think sometimes when you're starting, when you're in kind of this startup phase of yeah, a business yeah. or any form of business, I think even if you're in a big business, this happens too. Sometimes you've got to make a decision. I'm throwing out my schedule today because this is more important. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't plan for this. And, and and I knew I had Saturday. You know, I knew I didn't have plans on Saturday. Yeah, so I yeah. could throw it out. I could kind of re- throw out my schedule Friday afternoon and do it Saturday. Yeah. I knew that was a possibility. So yeah. Um, yeah, but that happened. So that was kind of a challenge, feeling ill, yeah. not really quite feeling in control of my schedule um, like I w- would have wanted. Um, but I, it still was a pretty productive week. So still managed to get everything done, but had to yeah. work six days instead of five. So Yeah, yeah, it's real. That's real. It is real. That's real. It's part, I, that, is, that is the journey. It's a journey in freelance, the journey in building business. It's kind of like, you know, you have seasons where it's like, my goodness, like, the harvest is ripe. Like it's just like people, it's like you can't keep up and it's like, yeah. you have to kind of say to people, okay, next, next week I'll call you and you're planning, planning, planning. And suddenly it's like three weeks with nothing. And you're like, yeah. Oh, so it's, you know, and, and that happens in church too. You know, I've been on staff at a church and you know, when you're in a church office, you know, stuff comes up, you know, you're pulled into meetings unexpectedly, you know, you have to go with a bit of a flow, I think. And, and, yeah. um, you know, you've got to be kind of tight and rigid with your schedule, but you've also got to learn how to go with the flow and, and make quick decisions about what the priority is. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you, you can build as large as you can go fast. Yeah. In other words, like, I knew that if I didn't jump on that call Friday afternoon, it was going to happen Monday. And I knew that proposal wasn't getting, either that proposal was getting to the client, not how I wanted it, or that mm-hmm. proposal was getting to the client, this week not last week yeah and i already knew that they'd been waiting for it for a week so i didn't want them to wait another week and i just knew like i've got to go quick here like we've got to get this done this has to get done today and yeah. and everything else can wait you know those graphics yeah. can wait that podcast yeah. episode editing can wait you know all this yeah. stuff can actually wait till tomorrow but this can't and yeah and i think we all anyone in leadership has to make those quick decisions you know um this is a priority now everything else can wait or Mm. actually this isn't a priority now and this can wait Um, and i think you know it's um it's definitely a challenge but i think you as you learn to set priorities and as you learn to say yes and no and you have you know it it is actually quite a when you're building something it is actually a skill you've got to learn because sometimes you do have to build go very quick you do have to pack everything in so you yeah. can build large because yeah yeah um you know we're trying to do that very quickly you know we're trying to we're trying to we we you know six weeks ago i quit my job and i needed to get paid at the end of the month so we're yeah. kind of going quicker than you normally would in a business i think you know i yeah. recently sat with someone and they i was telling them everything we're doing and this guy, he he's an entrepreneur and he's he's a good friend. He's about my age. And um, he said, he said, his name's Ben. He said, Pete, you know, do you think you guys are trying to do too much? <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, yeah, I probably would tell someone else they were trying to do too much. Yeah. Uh, but we're just trying to do, instead of doing these four things over the course of two years, we're trying to do these four things in the course of six months, which means that yeah. you have to work a Saturday, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. said, could I go this quick forever? No. Could I go yeah. this quick for six to 12 months? probably yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. and that's kind of decisions you got to make haven't you like i can yeah. do this i can do six days a week work for six months 
Yeah. And if it means that I get to do four days a week work for the rest of my life, you know. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come uh, on. Come on. So as you've been uh, overcoming the challenges and successes of tracking, Josh, what have you been listening to? What I've been listening to? Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, my regular, play, my regular play, this is always like a chill hop, kind of like chill step, kind of like yep. jazzy, yep. you know, smooth house kind of playlist, like no words, just kind of like vibes in the background. That's what I kind of like always have on Coffee going, shop music. going on. Kind of like, yeah, well, yeah. Although most of the coffee shops, haven't, haven't, I'd like it in a coffee shop, but I haven't had that in a coffee shop. Uh, what I did listen to the other day was... Um, there's a there's a guy I love called I heard about I found, only found out about him last year called William McDowell. Mm. Now he he's a worship leader uh, and now pastor of a church in Orlando. I remember reading an incredible story about him about how um, for a lot of his life um, he he was like working in churches and things like that, and the church would often be, he they'd send him to an event so the church would be like oh. The pastor's like, oh, can you go to this event on church planting and take the notes for us and then kind of report back? You know, we're, we're at another event. And he's like, why am I always the one going to like church planting events and taking the notes? Like, I've got zero desire for this, you know, like he was going, going for his whole life. Long story short, uh, he really felt like God was God said to him, you know, plant a small house church. And, and for a few years, had this house church and just kept it to about eight, nine people and kept it really small. They were just going after the Lord. Uh, just just to want to see breakthrough in their city and it ended up God said I want you to like open the doors and you know rent a building and go and it just exploded into you know a few thousand people Come within like on. a year anyway just incredible stuff uh, and he happened to be on a on a YouTube account I was watching this week because I think he's released a new CD either coming out or it's just come out um, anyway so what I've been listening to is a song by him specifically called Still Moving um and in in that song, it's kind of um, he. It's like the the it's the, the band is like vibing in the background, playing like the kind of like stuff. And he said like, you know, God's still moving today. He's still he's still he's still moving. He's still moving in power. And and he said, and he got this lady up. He says like, whatever her name is, Jennifer, you come up. And he said, what what you might just see Jennifer walking up here uh, right now, um, and thinking like nothing of it. But what you don't know is that one year ago she was in a wheelchair, and it's like now. Like she's not like she can walk like because God's still moving. It's just like going, going and just sharing stories of people who had had, you know, just the worst situations and how God has like stepped in and it's just like I said like he's still moving. They can so he had people come up and down oh, and stuff. Wow. As the band was playing, they just like goes into the song and it's just it was just a, such a powerful song. Uh, just like you know, God is still moving. So I've had that on like repeat. Um, which is just, oh, it's just been, it's just been a faith building song, you know, like to, to, to hear those testimonies and to um, just to be, yeah, just to be reminded of, of like who God is again, like it's just been, I just um, been mega. Um, that's cool. Yeah. What about you this week? What have you been listening to? So I found a, a playlist on Apple Music. Yeah. I think it's called New Latitude and it's basically like new jazz. So it's like, it's like, alternative jazz kind of half hip-hop imagine uh-huh. like hip-hop without the rap i love it okay i love it so nice probably some of the stuff that you listen to most of the time that's just like going in the background as i've been smashing trying to smash workout so that's been uh that's been kind of what i've been listening to most of the week most of the week yeah 
and BBC Parliament. Anyone that anyone that's oh. a regular on the podcast knows that uh, knows that uh, it is it is three o'clock at three thirty. Things are kicking off in the Commons House Commons British Parliament today, uh, so I'll be switching that on. So that is we're not going to talk any more about it because we don't want to release people's opinions but um that is that's what i've been listening to most of the week as well so uh, that's probably the other reason i wasn't as productive last week as i was hoping um oh yeah i bet yeah so cool have you, what so, you re- no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go for you what, what have you been reading then uh proposals so i spent most of i mean friday i spent rewriting a 12 we managed to get we rewrote everything so we got a 12 page proposal down to seven pages um so and i'd spent a couple of days reading that leading up to that happening on friday afternoon so uh, that's what i feel like i've been reading a lot of is just like work stuff um and i mean donald miller is a regular mention on this podcast but i've re i'm starting to reread story brand so i smashed a chapter maybe a chapter and a half of that on the train somewhere the last week and yeah. Um, yeah so that's kind of it really that's kind of it Come twitter, on. twitter. I, i'm a big twitter fan you love it what have you been reading um, have you been reading well, google analytic articles about well that's tracking? true that's that's, that's that's very true um Reading that, reading a lot of FAQs for things. Um, oh, uh, I also I also spent a lot of time reading about the tax arrangements and VAT arrangements around Facebook ads. Yes, you were telling me about that. I did yeah. do that. So that was the other thing. I spent a lot of time reading about that Tuesday morning last week. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so other than kind of just Google Analytics and, and, and setting up tracking uh, cross-platforms and things like that, uh, I'm a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge football fan. Now, when I say huge, you had an all right fan, result yesterday, didn't you, Josh? Had an all right result. All right. So, um, I'm a Manchester United fan. VAR, um, VAR helped you guys out yesterday. Yeah. So, for those who are watching, who are, who are listening at a later date, that yesterday was uh, Manchester United Liverpool, and just let's just set. I just want to set the context. So, growing up, massive United fan. Basically, I lived in the south. Uh, which doesn't make sense. My mum's actually from Liverpool, uh, but growing up in the South, not having Sky Sports subscription, the only uh, stuff we had was BBC. So the only team that was shown during the early, you know, 2000s was Manchester United. Because they were good. Because they were good. Or the early 90s, sorry, 90s and 2000s. And they were, because they were the best. So that became a team I watched. That's why I followed them. Happened to see them live and and so on. So I'm not just a, a purely like an armchair fan. Um, since Has been going to see to... them live. <laughs> yeah. Treat them like they're banned. <laughs> <laughs> um, but since w- w- when I was over in Bible college, that was the year. Just for, I mean, for those of you who are not interested in sport, you probably want to switch off for the next two minutes. <laughs> for those of you who are, there's a, there's a real lesson here. Sir Alex <laughs> Ferguson, uh, which now actually leads me on to something that I've read in the past, which is one of the best things I've ever read in my entire life. Is that his, autobi- is that his book? Well, no, it's not that. Harvard did a study on it. Mm. Harvard Business in his la- and it happened to be his last year of um, his last year of actually coaching, and they did a study on him. And it was like his top ten leadership principles. It's 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 a PDF. You can search Sir Alex Ferguson Harvard Business Review. I think it is. 
it's phenomenal. Just the detail that he went to in terms of like how he built the culture of the club, how he would put trust in younger players. And I yeah. mean, it, it works across anything. So like when we were kids, what 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 United were famous for was yeah. their the fact that most of their team had come from their academy. So come from their like a youth team, hadn't they? Yeah. So they'd brought up yeah, that's right. class of ninety two, they'd brought up like everyone up That's from the team and yeah, yeah. man like they all stayed most of them, a lot of them stayed yeah. for a long time and still still around yeah and, and it's because like his whole thing of like how how he does this you know how he knew like every single person's name in the organization like down to the like the people who were the dinner ladies so and it just created this incredible it's it's just a phenomenal system that just it just worked so uh it, it didn't work like that for a lot of the clubs anyway Long story short, because I could go into this forty for hours. This is like the topic, you know. Six, seven years ago, whenever it was, when he retired, it switched over to David Moyes, who had come from Everton via, I think, Preston, uh, somewhere in Scotland. He did a great job with Everton. I'll give him that. He did a great job. Could he take? Oh, this is this is the topic. It was just a too big of too big of a role for him. Too big of a role in that thing, and. Many, many I think whoever was going to take over from Alex Ferguson, you know, he, he, it was going to be a challenge, you know, taking on, filling those kind of shoes. The expectation yeah. was high. Oh, and, yeah. You know, there was a big void of leadership in the organisation, you know. You're right. Yeah. You know? And, and he was still uh, about, wasn't he? So I think that's yeah. the other challenge is you have someone that's still kind of there, but not there, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of le- levels to it. And we've gone through multiple managers and it's just been... It's been a it's been a tough few years. Um, but what's interesting is you you you're doing all right. Well, well, you were last season. Well, when here's, well, here's the thing. Well, yeah, we took a turn. You took a when turn the manager, when the last manager got sacked. We had like a real upturn, and then since then, if you track, if you track, like if the data's tracked from like February, or if, I think it was after we kind of went on that loss run from March until now, we are in like relegation zone material mm. so it's just been really really poor and I mean I've kind of like got over it now so it's like I say I'm a big football fan uh, I could talk about it for a long time but I don't let it it doesn't have, like I used to it used to affect me as a kid growing up like maybe not I would lose and I'd be like just like dull for the day now it's like like I was sharing at church last night I'm like I'm not even gonna look at the score not because I thought it was gonna affect me but I'm just like oh yeah you know, I'm just not interested like it's yeah, not yeah. it's not such a big thing any anymore anyway that wasn't what I was reading. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how we got to that. That was a little sidebar. Welcome back to those who have just switched off for a few little uh, minutes. What I was reading linked in with what I was listening to. The guy, William McDowell, was on, was on a TV chat show. Uh, he mentioned a story that was really pointing to him. And often when somebody mentions they've had a real uh, revelation about God or an encounter with God or something they talk about with God and they mention a book, I'll often note it down and read about the reviews of it later. So he mentioned, he said there was a time in his life that um, he'd been reading this book called God Chasers by Tommy Tenney. Tommy Tenner, yeah, Tommy Tenner, really famous book. And um, I'd never heard of it before. Um, and so I started, started looking at it. Anyway, the way he, when he shared about it, he said that he'd been reading these stories and the first two chapters apparently of this book is the, the encounter the guy had that basically led him to read to, to write the book. And William McDowell, this this chap said, he said, I shut the book and I went into my room and I shut the door and I said, God, I'm not leaving this room until you you do something like this in me, till you work in me, till you until you encounter me in, 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 in a powerful way. He said he was in the room for three days, 
just with I think without food, just with water, it's like a three day thing. He said like it's where he met God, and and it was like an encounter with him. And you know he he was talking, the emotions kind of like fled up as if it was like as if it happened yesterday. And it just kind of like took my attention. I'm like I want to start reading that book. So I, just, I got the book and read like the first chapter. And it's just like one of those ones where I'm just I was just gripped by the the blurb of it on the back of like this is a book that you know we talk about business on here. We talk about that. Like this is like, my one thing is like. Is, is this like, I want to know I want to know God I want I want to be known by him I want to like every day it's not just a you know oh it's a, a separate it's not it's not just like it's work it's like no no that's my everything like this all this yeah. other stuff is just oh, that stuff that he's perhaps given me that I'm good at or that I'm passionate about or that's my you know calling for this specific season but like that is the the source you know that is everything it's like that needs to be my I want to be a God chaser ultimately it's like you know I read that I'm like what do I want to be known for? I want to be known as someone who chased God. I'm like, why? I have to read this book. You know, it's like one of those things. I'm like, I've got to read it. Like, that's got to be the book I'm reading right now. So, okay. uh, don't know how we got. We, you can cut the thing out. Here's Alex a question. Ferguson out, but. No, no, we'll keep Alex Ferguson in. Come on. Here's a question: Are you an Audible? Are you a physical book guy? Are you a Kindle? Are you an Audible? Like, how do you read? Um. Oh, so I tried Audible. I just couldn't do it. Um. But I was trying to listen to it at like two, like, like double speed, just trying to get. That was like a, that was a season when I was trying to get so much done. I'm like, this isn't like, <laughs> just wasn't good. So I'm like, so I'll probably I could try it again because I do have a, a subscription to um, another called Scribd, which gives yeah. audio books. And, and Maha, my wife, is always listening to audio books. Um, I tend to listen. I tend to read. I've got a Kindle, and I tend to read uh, e-books. Um, just because again, I have a subscription with a with an e-book platform, so I get a lot for for free. Um, this one, I tried to buy the, 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 the physical book. I couldn't find it anywhere apart from like in the United States with like crazy high shipping. There wasn't even like a used, there was like a used copy that someone was selling for 30 quid. And I'm like, what? I'm not paying that. It must be out of print then. But apparently it came out in 995. There must've been a redo. Anyway, I bought the Kindle version. So I've got that. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to get the physical. What about you? Are you a Physical handheld book, audible. Or? Physical book, physical yeah. book. I listen to podcasts, so I think I probably could get into Audible, but I want to be able to like go back to them and highlight stuff. And yeah, yeah I'm a physical book kind of guy, man. Like I think if I'm reading, it's to get away from digital. You know, it's to I put my phone away, close my laptop, and I want to sit and read a book. So yeah, uh, definitely, definitely physical it has to be physical. I, yeah, if anyone knows a good e-reader, so I've got a Kindle, uh, and obviously I have to buy the books off Amazon for that. But um, I also have a subscription to Scribd, which I find very reasonable. It's like seven ninety nine a month, yeah. And it's there's there's lots of books, PDFs, articles. There's ebooks. There's there's um, audio books on there as well. It doesn't have it doesn't have every book, but it has a book on a topic. But if I'm you can to upload PDFs to the Kindle website, and then they go onto your Kindle. So if you get a book on a PDF, you can upload them, and then you've got it on your Kindle. I used That's to do right. That quite a lot. Yeah. So I've so I've done that a few times, but um, the Scribd one. It, there's a, there's a lot of books on there that are nice to ebooks. I can make the highlights and I can track the highlights okay, within, yeah, yeah. Within, within the app, like on the Kindle, because the PDF you can't do that. But obviously, I'm reading on my phone, so it's like I don't want to at night be sitting there with that big blue light in my face or orange if you flip the switch. But yeah. it's like so. I want a, I want an e-reader that can basically host an app that isn't like a gaming iPad, if that makes sense. Like I don't want to sit there and be, I want something that's about, uh, just the yeah. pure, you know what I mean? It's like just the, the thing is, I think the, the Kindle, that's what's so unique about the Kindle is that there's no yeah. backlight. Yeah. You know, that's what's like so unique about it, isn't it? So it's kind of hard to replace that. I mean, every other device I know has backlight. Yeah. 
but maybe maybe people anyway people might yeah not. uh josh what have you learned what have i learned this week um i mean other than that god's still moving which wasn't a learning thing it's like it's just a continually just, i think it's a continual reminder which is needed because you know you, you it's easy to get stuck in like the rut of life and go through things yeah, and it's man. like something's not moving <laughs> you know yeah. with like like you can't get you like this isn't clicking this isn't working this isn't doing it's like no but god's still moving i think that's that's just a yeah that the fresh reminder is just always huge that he's still moving he's he's present in your situation and then just need, and just you know, on, a, on a practical thing for for like for work stuff just the the tracking it's like i feel like i've got that like i've, yeah. I've learned that i've got that down now of like this is a this works in this specific case i understand it because i feel there's like a piece of like oh i understand like there's a piece that comes with like actually the knowledge yeah. of that as opposed to like is it going to work is it going to track uh so that feels great just having having that down i think that's mine too what about you what have you learned this last week uh thursday evening i was speaking at a social media event uh down the road in Liverpool and afterwards I had a drink with some friends of mine and um, we were all we all know each other through different ways and and they all of us own small agencies that specialize in different stuff and Mm -hmm. and it was just so nice sitting and talking with business owners about kind of the the frustrations of client services and what's working and what isn't working and we had a long conversation about LinkedIn uh, and just a whole bunch of other stuff. And it was just really nice just to kind of have a drink and uh, just kind of share, just kind of unwind a little bit that, about business. Yeah. So a bit like what we do here, but probably a um, bit more kind of about client services and just talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. That, that kind of stuff. So it was good though. It was really good. And I think I just learned, kind of reminded really that we're all facing the same challenges, you know, and, uh, it was just nice to know, man, like I'm not the only person facing this and I'm not the yeah. only person that's, that needs to overcome this. And yeah. there is a solution, there is a way. And uh, yeah, it was just really nice. Come on. So I guess what I've learned is we're all we're all facing the same challenges. And when yeah. we talk, it makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. That's a little conclusion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so true, you know. Everyone, everyone's going through something, you know, it doesn't... Yeah. I think... I think you know, I know this, this is this is kind of like last week in terms of like the working week, but but last night um, I was on a panel at church and, and and it was kind of you know the topic was why do why do bad things happen to good people and we were sitting on a panel with people who've all been through different things and the person like hosting that panel mentioned you know, one of the women sitting next to me and said you, know, you wouldn't you know you'd look at this lady and you'd think you know just like as, as, as you can just naturally do you just think oh they're not going through what I'm going through or they would know what they couldn't understand because that, that's what the, the mind tells you. But it's like every every single person's walking in something. Everyone's yeah. got uh, like the, the, the shoes. Uh, you know, like, I got a, a new pair of shoes. Yeah, I got a new pair of shoes the other day and like like I can start to see where how I walk. Yeah, it walks in a yeah, slightly yeah. different way. So it's like everyone's walking in a slightly different way. They've got there's yeah. things going on in the world and you know, until you ask, you, you don't really know. And it actually is like refreshing to, to ask those questions and be like, oh, are you are you working through this or you're this is the, the challenge that's coming up or this is the success. Oh, yeah. you're a step ahead. So it's, yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a gold one. I think for me, it was more about business. You know, I think yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm not, you know, sometimes in business you feel like there's not a solution, Yeah, but business is a bit like engineering. Like there's always a way, like there's always yeah. a solution. And um, I think it was just nice talking to other people who face the same stuff every day you know, not on like even necessarily like a spiritual level, just more like a practical level, like 
yeah. oh, there actually is a solution to these problems. Like there actually is a way to kind of handle them. So yeah, uh, I yeah. think that was really good. And um, yeah. we're running a little campaign at the moment. We've got a little ebook out, don't we? That's absolutely right. Yes, we so do. So we've got an ebook out. It's called Why Your Church Should Be on Social Media. Uh, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes so people can get it. So if you're uh, new to the podcast and you or new to us and you haven't downloaded our ebook yet, you should definitely do that uh, on our website, digitalchurchtalk.com. Yeah. And have a read through. When you when you download that, the end of that has our email. I mean, you yeah. might already have the email, but send us an email. Let us know what you thought of the ebook. If you've got any questions. And again, if you've got any questions about the ads that we've mentioned and tracking definitely, and guys. setting up campaigns. Yeah, drop us an email. You know, we're coming into one of the most exciting seasons in church, uh, the Christmas season. So we've got a great message. You've got a great message. Let's reach all the people in your community and have your church packed out with people hearing the gospel of Jesus. On. We're exciting. We're exciting. We are exciting. <laughs> we're excited. <laughs> on that note, we're going to leave it. So uh, we will catch you all next week. Come on. God bless you. Have a phenomenal week.